0: Gosh. Yeah. Well, what's up, everybody? Welcome to or welcome back to Tuesday, Bro Tuesday. It's the news and advocacy, just spectacular of a program, you know. And it used to be a live call in show. I like to mention that. We tried that for a few glorious weeks. It was like five glorious weeks of the live call in show. I always threatened to bring that back. I think we might someday. But welcome you guys. Thank you for being here. We got a lot of news and advocacy to cover. Today, uh, I want to make a formal apology. Hang on. What the heck is happening? There it is. Now you know you're watching Tuesday Bro Tuesday. I want to give a formal apology to any of my international viewers that are here tonight. I saw some people from saw someone from Greece was here tonight. I saw a lot of people from the UK here tonight. Today's program is just, there's just no way around it. It's going to be a lot of US-centric vape news just because that's where I live and that's what's happening right now. We're going to be talking a little bit about uh, Governor Gretchen Whitmer. She's been in the headlines recently because some idiots thought it would be fun to kidnap her and that's ridiculous. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard but it doesn't make her a saint suddenly. We can we can still be angry with Governor Gretchen Whitmer. We just we just have to be reasonable about it. You know, we have to go through the through the proper channels to do it. For anybody watching on the replay, I should have some timestamps. It's going to be that first pinned comment right underneath this video. I also try to butcher those and turn them into chapters for the whole video. But welcome. Welcome you guys. I want to t- I want to start off with a story. I want to tell you guys a story about what happened to me today. Every day, twice a day, Casey and I, we grab our little schnauzer and we just go on a walk around our neighborhood. We go all over the place, all over the place. You know, it's usually uh, like a mile and a half, two mile walk. We just go. And then this morning, I decided that I wanted to try to wear uh, no-show socks, you know, no-show socks. They don't show out the top of your vans. I was like, I haven't worn no-show socks in a while. I'm going to try on these no-show socks. I got probably, I don't know, 30 feet out of my front door, and my left sock just fell completely off my foot, fell completely off my heel, and I'm just like, fucking damn it. And I kept trying to stop and like untie my shoes and like pull it back up and try to fix it again. Kept walking, it would just slip off, fall down again. So we came to a point where I just kind of went nuts to this. I don't even care anymore. I'm just, I'm done trying to fix it. It's just going to sit where it's going to sit. And I'm just going to be walking on this sock for like the rest of the, for like the rest of this walk. And then I can, whatever, I'll fix it when I get home. I got home. I long story short, I'm still walking on the scrunched up sock that's underneath my shoe. I've just left it there. It just, it got smashed down enough to where it like didn't super annoy me anymore. I'm still aware of it. I can still feel it down there being a little bit annoying, but it's not like crazy annoying. And that is like, I feel like that's just a metaphor for my whole life (laughs) that hit me really hard. Just a few minutes ago, I was telling Casey, I'm like, I still haven't fixed my sock. I've been walking around all day since 730 this morning on a sock that's just underneath my foot and it's not serving any purpose other than bunching up down there. And I just keep walking on it because I don't care. Just don't care anymore. It's just there. And I've stopped caring about it. Just leave it there. Maybe someday I'll fix this. Maybe I won't even fix the sock until tonight when I go to bed. That's when the sock will finally get fixed. I have to wear shoes all day, every day in my house because of construction happening in my kitchen, and if, you want to go into the kitchen? You have to wear shoes because there's like upturned boards and like upturned nails and like rocks, like rocks indoors in my kitchen. So I have to wear so- I have to wear shoes and socks all day long. It was a dangle sock, is what it was, Dickie Mo. It's a dangle sock, and I don't know the lesson to be learned here. Maybe the lesson is, uh, you know, maybe the vape industry is the sock, and we were being loud and annoying at first. But then we kind of slowly started dying off and getting quieter and quieter to the point where the powers that be, me, just stopped caring, just went, no, they're not making it's whatever. We can just walk on this and it's a minor annoyance, but it's not really going to cost us anything and we can just keep walking on it. Maybe that's the uh... <laughs> Maybe that's the lesson to be learned from it. I don't know. Who knows? But uh, like I said, you guys, we do have a uh, a whole mess of news and advocacy stuff to talk about. That's what we do on Tuesday, Bro Tuesdays. Um, I'll say this like I always do. I'm a freedom guy, first and foremost, hardcore freedom guy. Uh, I'm a registered libertarian. So that's the lens that all of this news is going to get viewed through. We can still be mad at Governor Gretchen Whitmer. We can still be mad at Governor Gretchen Whitmer. But before we get there, before we get to being mad at Governor Whitmer, uh, I'm just going to throw a few things out there. Appreciate you guys being here. I'm going to throw a few things out there real quick at the top of the program here. I say this constantly, every t- Veritas Cohort Study. It's a thing. It's a thing that's out there. Jump on it. Get on it. If you fit the criteria, which I hope you fit the criteria, um, This is if you have smoked less than 1,000 cigarettes total in your life and you're a current vapor, you can be part of this really great, really big Veritas cohort study that's going on right now. I'll post a link down in the description. They still need uh, a lot more study subjects. So, and the reason I just throw this out there every week is maybe maybe someone's new here and he's like, wait, I fit that criteria. I'm gonna sign up, sign up sign up it's a non-intrusive study that's going to be done on you uh to the benefit of uh to the benefit of vaping yeah exactly ranger man my socks keeps falling off technically yes (laughs) technically yes but so what yeah technically yes but so what who cares so that's out there veritas cohort study in fact let me do a couple of these. I saw two two super chats come in. Uh, Fishy, damn it, Fishy, that's very gracious of you. Exactly three years ago, I quit smoking and have exclusively been vaping. Thank you, Nick, for your knowledge and advocacy work, and for being an all-around kick-ass dude. And thank you to the Grim Army. Hell yeah, yo yo to all. Hell yeah, Fishy. Congratulations, dude. Three years. Three years. I think that's fantastic, Fishy. I think that speaks volumes to the effectiveness of less harmful vapor products, regardless of what people like, uh, you know, Jerome Adams will tell you, oh, there's no evidence that shows that they help smokers quit smoking. Yeah, there is. You're just ignoring it. Fishy, go talk to, go talk to our Surgeon General. Tell him your story. Appreciate you, Fishy. Uh, had one from Southern Comfort here, Yeah. Permanent flavor ban and dead seniors from a genius idea to quarantine COVID-19 patients in retirement homes. What a brilliant Democratic politician. Yes, we, we're we going to be as objective as we possibly can, Southern Comfort, but yeah, I land with you on this. I land with you on this. Permanent flavor ban. This is what she's... Permanent flavor ban. This is critical right now. During COVID-19, where she quarantined uh, COVID-19 patients in retirement homes. Yeah, definitely. That's definitely a brilliant idea. Southern Comfort. Uh, shout out to Ron DeSantis, R from Florida, governor who vetoed the Florida fav- flavor ban proposed by A.G. Ashley Moody. Hey, Moody. fa Q F A Q Fa Q. Thank you, Southern Comfort. I appreciate you being here. So moving onward into the news world, man, there's been a lot of stuff happening. There's been so much stuff happening, and I left, uh, what do you got for me, Christopher Murdoch? No better way to spend my 35th birthday evening. Wait, this is your 35th birthday? Well, you're not getting out of here without without singing happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to Christopher Murdoch. Happy birthday to Christopher Murdoch. Happy birthday to Christopher Murdoch. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Christopher Murdoch. I'm, I'm, I'm excited that you're spending it with me. It's I feel like you're going to be let down for some reason. I feel like maybe you're like, I'm going to spend my birthday Tuesday, bro, Tuesday, grim green. And then at the end of this, you're just going to say, I li- wish I had done literally anything else. Literally anything else than listen to Grim Green rant about news and advocacy. A lot of kasaw, a lot of CASA uh, hot calls to action out there right now. There is still, and I've, I've said this, I can't even, 50 videos now, maybe more. There is an active call to action to protect your vape mail. We are trying to reject S-1253. This is something that has not been voted on yet. It's one of those things, could be voted on at any minute. You know, the government has no incentive to be, you know, efficient or timely in any capacity, especially now during COVID-19, this whole pandemic thing going on. We can't even get them to like help anybody out. <laughs> they they won't even they won't even concede on things. They won't even back down a little bit of their pride. They won't negotiate on things in order to help the American people. They just go, no, we're going to go on vacation. So look, according to govtrack.org, which I'll put a link down in the description, you can track this bill. It's got a 42% chance of passing, according to some analysts. I say this, I've said this before, I'll say it again. That doesn't seem like a very high chance of passing to me. Like if it was into the 80 percentile, 70, 80 percentile, then I'd go, okay, there's a good chance this thing will pass. 42%. I feel like we can easily turn the tide on that. We clogged up the White House phone lines, for God's sake. We did it. We can do it. Take, take the call to action. Make a phone call. Switch it up. Do the call to action one day. Make a phone call one day. Maybe write a snail mail, letter, see how that goes. But there is still an active call to action to protect the vape mail, S-1253. This bill has immense... Bipartisan support, immense bipartisan support. Um, there's also a freaking call to action. There's Okay, hang on. I got to text my wife real quick. Your computer is way too loud. <laughs> I, she's on a Zoom call and it sounds like they're having the Zoom call in my office right now. <laughs> Sorry, sorry for the dead air. I'm just trying to get my wife to turn down her computer. She's having a Zoom Zoom meeting. It sounds like they're having it in my office. Oregon, there's a freaking Oregon call to action, and this is just when things happen. You're, we're going to see a lot of call to actions happening. Oregon, we're voting no. Oregonian voters, do you like being called Oregonian or just Oregon voters? I've never, I've never, never really known. Oh, AirPods disconnect nightmare. That's okay. Oregon. Uh, we're voting no on measure 108. This is going to be included in your regular voting, you know, paraphernalia that you get when you vote for the president. You're going to be voting on this in Oregon. In fact, I think they only you guys only have a few days left to actually register to vote in Oregon. So be sure you do that, but we're voting against measure 108 in Oregon. What does passing measure 108 do? Well, sit back and I'll tell you, it creates a tax on nicotine, vaping, and heated tobacco products at 65% of the wholesale price, applying to both hardware and e-liquid. So, if you buy a Caliburn G battery that's literally just a battery in a box, that is a tobacco product now, <laughs> what? like clown world. This is, a t- this is a tobacco product now and you get charged 65% of the wholesale price. of the wholesale price of this gets passed on to you, the consumer. It exempts cannabis vaping products and vaping products sold by licensed dispensaries. So anything cannabis, anything THC, anything that will, you know, get you high, that gets a pass from this legislation, just nicotine vapor products and heated tobacco products. Uh, Taxes cigars at 65% as well, but caps that tax at a dollar per cigar and it increases the tax and this is why everyone's going to vote for it it increases the cigarette tax from a dollar 33 to $3.33 per pack that's crazy so being look so you're going to end up Oregon is now joining the ranks of places like you know Massachusetts and California where it is more expensive to vape than to buy combust deadly cancer-causing combustible products will be cheaper than far far less harmful vapor products in the state of Oregon and that is something that just makes my truth butter drip like you can't imagine that's that's insane to me that's that's I mean I can't even Think of a better word. That's just insane to me. Uh, Kassar goes on to talk about uh, taxing smoke free tobacco and nicotine products in this similar in this manner, similar to how combustible tobacco products are taxed, sends a confusing and inaccurate message to would be adopters of those two very different products. Present similar risks. The result of this message is that more people, uh, those that would otherwise have switched to a smoke free product, will be encouraged to continue smoking yes because it's going to be cheaper in Oregon to smoke than to vape that just makes me insane all good pickle all good before we get to any more calls to action which there's a few more of them uh living hints very gracious of you stopping by say hi super Tuesday wishes flushing fluids on the six point flushing fluids on the 6.0 diesel holy crap Happy harvesting time, Northern Hemisphere. Give a turnkey, take a turnkey. Give a turkey, take a turkey? Live in hints. That just sounded like one big riddle to me. <laughs> just one big riddle. Uh, thank you, though. Ifer, very gracious of you. Sorry to be a downer, but I just found out my friend and former coworker passed away. She was an awesome 50 something year old metalhead. Rest in peace, Sue. Oh, my gosh. Yes. I- I'm really sorry to hear that, Ifer. I'm really sorry to hear that, man. Rest in peace, Sue. Let's all after the stream is over, we can all listen to some metal in memory of uh, of Eifer's coworker Sue. Hope hope you hope you're hanging in there, okay, Eifer. That's never an easy thing to deal with. James, that's very gracious of you. Yeah, I'm a cheap bastard. Enjoy. Look. You're not gonna. I don't care if you look. Nobody has is under any under any obligation to super chat ever on one of my streams ever. You don't have to do it. It's just out there. It's just a thing. I'll take your two dollars. Don't think I won't. Don't think I won't. And I get to call you cheap bastard <laughs> when I do. <laughs> Appreciate that, James. Um, moving on. There's another call. There's another call to action. This time. In the great state of Colorado. Yeah. Again, this is it's gonna be in all of your voting stuff. When you vote for the president, when you vote for whoever you're voting for, we're also voting no on prop double E. Life-Saving products should be affordable. Proposition EE will be voted on by Colorado voters on the November third. It's the same ballot you get on the presidential race. So what does this proposition do? I mean, you can guess if we're talking about it here, nothing good. Creates a 30% tax on nicotine containing vapor products based on the manufacturer's listed price starting in 2021 and then increases that tax over time until it hits 62% in 2027. It increases the tax over time on cigarettes from 84 cents a pack to 264 by 2027. This just makes no sense to me. I don't understand why they do this. I don't understand what economists from Colorado went, yeah, here's the proposition. It's an initial 84% tax, and then it's going to incrementally increase until we get up to $2.64 tax by 2027. Yeah, The people in the room went, yeah, that, that sounds like a great idea. Increases the tax over time on cigars, pipe tobacco, and smokeless tobacco from 40% of manufacturer's listed price up to 62%. Again, by 2027. Taxes, sin taxes on vapor products is just something that will never make sense to me. Yeah, Anthrax, look, Anthrax is completely acceptable. Slayer is completely acceptable, Eifer. Slayer is completely acceptable. Gonna jam some Slayer. Her favorite band was Slayer. Look, how could we all not... How could we... (laughs) How could we all not... Listen to some Slayer after this for Sue. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it, and I think you should do it. Again, getting back to taxes, taxes, sin taxes on less harmful products doesn't make any sense to me. It seems like that's a thing that everybody would go, well, no. Why? Wait, why would we do that? We have. A product on the market, combustible tobacco cigarettes. They're out there in every grocery store and convenience store across the republic. You can buy them almost literally anywhere you want to. Cigarettes everywhere. They might be behind glass some places. You can still get them. Deadly, combustible, emphysema, COPD, heart disease, lung cancer, throat cancer, mouth cancer. Horribleness comes from these. And we tax them to dissuade people from using them so that the price might be so high that they'll go, ah, the, you know this nicotine addiction, damn it, it's just not worth it anymore. I'm going to keep my $3.33 of tax money in my pocket, and that's not going to go to the federal government. That's the idea behind taxes, is to dissuade people from using them. So why on earth, when we have a empirically verifiably proven, less harmful nicotine delivery system that is order of magnitude safer than combustible tobacco cigarettes, why are we taxing these at a higher rate than we're taxing combustion? The only conclusion I can come to is that they want you smoking cigarettes? I don't know. I can't think of any other way. I can't think my way out of this box. I just can't. It makes me insane. So that's something that's happening in uh, in Colorado as well. In fact, there's another one. I don't even have a fancy graphic for it. Arizona, Phoenix, Arizona. Stop the flavor ban. The flavor ban ordinance in Phoenix is moving to a public hearing Thursday, October 14th. That can't be right. That's not a day. Thursday, October 14th, 2020 doesn't exist, Kassah. Tomorrow, Today is Tuesday, October 13th which means the 14th is Wednesday so this is either Wednesday October 14th or Thursday October 15th 2020 8:30 a.m. you can leave a comment you can see the public hearing live you can be there uh, and you know speak at the at the meeting by leaving a comment but this is just uh I mean there's no way around it it's just a straight up flavor ban for Phoenix Arizona which shitty. I mean, that's <laughs> shitty. It kind of sounds like what, that's, what's happening to you too. Master hyper sniper. Yeah. I feel like they just want you to smoke cigarettes. They just making vaping more expensive than smoking. That I mean, that's going to age like milk 10 years from now when 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 we win and and we will win and and it's taken as, you know, Bible truth that vaping is far less harmful than combustion and everybody finally agrees on this. These weird, like ass backwards, archaic rules of people are gonna look at California and go, why was California charging ex smokers more to stop smoking than they were smokers to continue smoking? Like all of this is going to be looked back on like, you know, insanity, just lunacy, lunacy. It's just decaf coffee, that's all. So there's another one. I'll leave a link in the description for Arizona. And I'm also going to leave one last link from CASA. We got a lot of CASA links today. I'm going to leave one uh, that is their uh, most recent news heads up. If you're a Kassam member, you sh- I think you should get these in your email. But there's a heads up for Vermont right now. Uh, it says, "Heads up, Vermont: Ants are lying about uh, lying to your state reps about youth vaping uh, to get non-tobacco, non-tobacco flavored low risk alternatives to smoking banned. Another flavor ban in Vermont. Record low smoking rates shows vaping is not leading to smoking. Yet Ants, A N T Z, that's what we call them. Yo yo to you, Italian hillbilly." Ants continue to claim otherwise, hashtag quit lying. Grim Green, Millerman Chris asks in the chat, is there any facet of life that it, that's cheaper to be healthy? Because I can't think of one. Definitely, 100%. Don't smoke. There's one, that's cheaper. It's cheaper to smoke than not smoke than it is to smoke. I mean, you could not vape, not smoke. That's cheaper to be healthier. Um, as far as I know, exercise is free. I can sit here and do... As many push ups as I possibly can, as many, I'm not going to, probably this week, but I could. I could sit here and exercise. That's free. It's cheaper to sit and do crunches and push ups than it is to, uh, you know, eat a, a four by four from In N Out Burger. That's cheaper. There, it is ways. There are, it is cheaper sometimes to be healthy. Apples, I think, cost less than uh, candy bars. Apples cost less than than, uh, than than a Snickers bar, I think. An advocate for Liberty from the chat. Thank you for mentioning VT. Yeah, the flavor bill is still active as well. Uh, and the push is against vape mail currently. Look, it's going to be, uh, I think smoking sucks too, Brando, but I don't want to ban it. I think it's going to be, it's been an uphill battle for years uh, and it's going to continue to be an uphill battle. And, you know, I go back and watch my, my watch the one of the last tuesday bro Tuesdays I did with Colin Mendelson but he was very 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 confident he gave me a big boost of confidence as far as what's going to happen with vaping nationwide what's going to happen with vaping worldwide on sort of like a global scale and he put it out there very simply by saying you know i'm going to i'm paraphrasing and I'll probably butcher it but things like harm reduction measures like this like Fucking condoms like seat belts are always, always met initially with resistance. Always. There were groups, and you can go look this up. There were groups, organized groups of people back in the day that were anti-seatbelt. Anti-seatbelt people. They were like the pave of their day. They, they were the parents against vaping. They were the parents against seatbelts. And now we know after years and years and years of data that yeah, seat belts are harm reduction. They reduce the harm of your car colliding with either a static object like a wall or another car also moving at a similar velocity. They reduce the harm from those collisions. Harm reduction is always met with resistance, but always wins. Harm reduction, harm reduction always wins. He mentioned Alex Wodak. He said, yeah, Alex Wodak, you know, he's been through, he's been through tons of this, you know, tons of this uh, harm reduction stuff, tons of this harm reduction stuff and and harm reduction always wins. And I kind of went, yeah, we have to win. Vaping has to win. The science has to win. Harm reduction has to win. It has to, but it's going to suck when it does. It's going to suck getting there. You know, it's going to. It's going to be up shit mountain going there. But once we can get there, we can all hang out, pat each other on the back, do some fist bumps all around, you know, and just say, job well done. Thanks, everybody, for sticking through this and sticking it out. And we finally got vaping to be safe, legal, and accessible for all current adult cigarette smokers. And that's all we really want. That's all I really want. I want vaping to be safe, legal, and accessible for all current adult smokers. I've heard Gregory Conley say this on, on thousands, tens of thousands of occasions. Vapor products should be available everywhere you can buy a Marlboro cigarette. Consumers should always have the choice of a less harmful alternative. Always. You have that in the grocery store. There's no reason why you can't have it uh, with nicotine and, and tobacco and smoking and cigarettes. So I'm going to post a link to that uh, down in the description as well. And then I wanted to share this little, this little ditty. Hang on. Let me see if there's any, uh, let me see if there's any super chats that happened. Uh, Just that cheap bastard, James, you cheap son of a bitch. I'm just kidding. I love you, James. Thank you for being here. Eifer, that's right. Going to jam some Slayer That was Sue's favorite band. We're just dedicating this whole Tuesday, bro, Tuesday to Sue. She had no idea who I was, but I'm dedicating the show to you, Sue. Uh, Great job, Nick. Learn new things every day. Thank you. That's my goal. I learn new things every day. I learned some new things today, and hopefully we're going to pass that on to you guys. Matching Carpet sent you an Insta DM. Overwhelmingly grateful. Oh, stop that, Matching Carpet. It's the least I could do. It's the least I could do, fella. Just hit me up just hit me up. And if, if there's any patrons here, sorry, this is just a message just for my patrons. Um, my wife and Michelle Lynn and Disco Potato started a podcast and it's only available to the patrons. So if you want to hear it, that's all you have to do. I'm going to post it on the Patreon. Uh, it's, it's called the podcast for the people. It's highly entertaining. That's all I'm going to say. Just be ready for some, (laughs) just be ready for some awkwardness. But it's hilarious. Uh it's highly entertaining. So I'm going to post that link on the Patreon, you guys. I had one thing here. Uh okay, Advocate for Liberty says, "Can we get a shout out for Lightbearer's mother as she has become ill?" Well, wishes are always a good thing. Yeah. Hell yeah, well wishes to Lightbearer's mother. 100%. Oh my god, I'm so sorry to hear that. I'm so sorry to hear that, Advocate for Liberty. Huge shout out to Lightbearer. H- humongous humongous shout out to Light Bear. Yeah, it is a hell of a podcast, ain't it, Logan? It is a hell of a podcast. Thanks for being here, by the way, Logan. Hey, Logan, do you want to just be a moderator? I feel like uh, our moderators need some help. So, Logan, if you want to help out at any time, congratulations. Uh, you're a moderator now. So, uh, one little thing that I wanted to touch on here before we get to any sort of uh, talking about Governor Gretchen Whitmer is, uh, uh, yeah... Southern Comfort, I saw you here. You did super chats. I know. I'm just having a hard time remembering like what day it is. Southern Comfort sent sent this over to me. Uh, I, it's pretty interesting. And it's a good little bit of information. Uh, a little bit of good information to get out there. But uh, he sent this over to me. And it says, drug interaction. So this is going to be a little bit weird. But I'm just putting it out there in case it helps anybody. Drug interactions between... Doxycycline, cycline, cycline, doxycycline, and Tindamax. So apparently, if you're using either of these two pharmaceutical drugs, doxycycline and Tindamax, which these are used for a variety of different things. It's just, we're just, you know, drug nation. They, they use this for, for acne. They use this for bronchitis. Uh, what else? cholera? These are gastroenteritis, uh, periodontist, periodontal disease, ocular rosacea, Lyme disease, uh, psoriasis, rosacea, uh, syphilis, fucking syphilis, urinary tract infections (UTIs). Tindamax is very much the same same thing. To kind of use it for for similar things, but the the warning on this is you can have a reaction if you consume products that have propylene glycol in them. And hi, our vapors definitely have propylene glycol in them. So this is just a heads up. I'm not a doctor or a pharmacist or anything like that. Barely graduated high school, my friends. But it says consumption of alcoholic beverages or products containing alcohol or propylene glycol during treatment may trigger a reaction in some patients. Things like uh, throbbing in the head and neck, throbbing headaches, difficulty breathing, nausea, vomiting, sweating, thirst, chest pain, rapid heartbeat, heart palpitations, low blood pressure, pressure, dizziness, lightheadedness, uh, blurred vision, confusion. There could be more severe reactions like an abnormal heart rhythm, heart failure. I couldn't live with myself if I knew this information and didn't tell you guys that if you're on either of these two drugs, Dioxacline and Tindamax, just be careful. Just, just be careful. Is it just these two? Yeah, it's it's just these two, isn't it? That's not all. There's a big list of them. Yeah, di- diox, di- Dioxaciline... Oh, there's two more, yeah, in the following drug classes. Okay, so here's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to post a link in the description. If you're a vapor and you're using nicotine and you're using propylene glycol, which chances are you're using propylene glycol in your vape, you could have an adverse reaction with these pharmaceutical drugs. And like I said, thank you, Southern Comfort, for sending this over to me. I'll post a link in the chat right there. I'll post a link down the description as well. If you or anyone you know... If you or anyone you know have used the drugs doxycycline and Tindamax, just fucking be careful. All FDA approved. I know. All FDA approved. It's like, well, you have, uh, you have really bad acne. Uh, we can give you this drug doxycycline, um, but you can't ever consume alcohol uh, or anything containing propylene glycol because you could just straight up die. You just straight up die. That sounds like a good plan, right? Uh, Whoa, that's weird. Your super chat didn't show up yet. Uh, Southern Comfort, (laughs) Metrondelazine. How do you even pronounce these? You can't. It's just, they make them impossible to pronounce on purpose. I don't know why that didn't show up in my super chats over here, Southern Comfort. That's really bizarre, yeah. Okay, so there's a few of them. Like I said, I'll have a link down in the description. Just uh, stay safe out there, everybody, with your prescription drugs and your, uh, and your vaping and, and your alcohol. Dwayne, just stopping by to say hi. Appreciate you, Dwayne Riggins. You can stop by and say hi anytime. Words are ridiculous. So let's talk a little bit, I guess. I wanted to spend, you know sometime today it's our favorite person it's my favorite person governor gretchen (laughs) governor gretchen whitmer in fact you know what nuts to that gretchen whitmer you're getting bumped just a little bit because i want to mention something before we get to governor gretchen whitmer and her permanent flavor ban just decaf coffee Uh, a few weeks ago, might have been on Tuesday, bro. Tuesday might have been on the vlog. All the days are blending together. All my streaming content is just blending together. I don't remember when I talked about what or whatever, but we talked about Australia. Might have been shortly after we had Colin Mendelson on. I think we, it was after we had Colin Mendelson on. Uh, Australia, we were talking about how Australia is setting up uh, a select committee on tobacco harm reduction they're basically creating a new government entity in australia to be laser focused on nicotine vaping tobacco harm reduction well the good news out of australia is on october 6th 2020 uh the senate resolved to establish the select committee on tobacco harm reduction yeah it it's a thing The treatment of nicotine vaping products, electronic cigarettes, and smokeless uh, smokeless tobacco developed in countries similar to Australia. Uh, They're going to be studying the impact nicotine vaping products have had on smoking rates in these countries. I think they're going to like what they see. And the aggregate population health impacts of these changes in nicotine consumption. It's a thing. It's happening. I'll put a link down in the description for any of my Aussie subscribers But it's here, the Select Committee on Tobacco Harm Reduction. I think this is spectacular. I think this is spectacular, and this is something that I, I mean, wishful thinking, I guess, I would love to see something like this in the United States. Like, how how incredible would it be if six months from now, whoever's in charge, whoever you voted for, whoever's in charge, whoever's head of the FDA, did a big press conference and said, look, we've been dancing around this issue of vaping for far too long. It's affecting people's lives. It's affecting smokers' lives. It's affecting our youth. And we need to get to the bottom of it. We need clear cut science and guidance on the subject of vaping, nicotine, and tobacco harm reduction. So we here, you know, at the Department of Health and Human Services, we are creating a special Tobacco Harm Reduction Department that is going to be solely focused on tobacco harm reduction, the effects of it on cigarette smoking, the effects of it on youth, how we can responsibly, uh, you know, sorry, I didn't have this whole speech planned, how we can responsibly uh, regulate and and mitigate the damage from these and regulate these and keep these open and safe and legally accessible to all current adult smokers. And also, uh, you know, keep them out of the hands of the youth with, with 21 and over age checks and age verification and education, because everybody deserves to have the truth told about vaping and e-cigarettes. Is that just too much wishful thinking for the United States? I feel like, uh, I feel like that's a little bit too much wishful thinking for the United States, but it happened. It happened in Australia. Tobacco harm reduction. So there you go. That's some uh, that's some big news out of uh, out of Australia. There. Let me see if there was uh, any more super chat. I'm going to refresh this because the super chats aren't uh, showing up for me, and uh, I find this troubling. You know, I want technology to serve me and not be. Crazy. Oh, now they all popped up. Southern comforts there. James, there you are. Best $2 spent to hear you call me cheap and the laughy face. Cheap and the laughy face. <laughs> happy to happy to be of service, James. Anytime you want me to call you a cheap bastard, you just send me 2 bucks. See, here's the thing. Here's how you get me to not call you a cheap bastard. Just send 5 bucks and then I go, "Whoa. No more cheap James." <laughs> just kidding, James. I'm just kidding. I very much graciously, graciously appreciate you. And yeah, if you're here, you guys right now, you can hit that like button if you want to. I'm not your boss. I'm not your keeper, but uh, you know, it would help me out quite a bit. YouTube is just uh, an increasingly competitive place to exist, especially in vaping. And then even especially like focusing on news and harm reduction and vaping and advocacy, like that's like a double double body slam on me. Like I can't get my videos promoted on YouTube for nothing because YouTube doesn't know what to do with them. I'm not like a clear cut like political guy. I'm not Steven Crowder. You know, I'm not Ben Shapiro. I'm not just a political guy, but I'm also like it gets mixed in with harm reduction, right? Because we talk about people like Governor Gretchen Whitmer. So I'd like people who are fans or not fans of Governor Gretchen Whitmer to see this, who are non-vapers, I just don't know how to do that. And smashing the like button, I'll tell you what you guys, that helps me out. Howdy, I appreciate those five doll hairs. So let's talk, let's talk about our favorite person, Governor Gretchen Whitmer. So if we put a little bit of a timeline together, I've never been a fan of Governor Gretchen Whitmer, and I know a lot of people in Michigan have not been a big fan of Governor Gretchen Whitmer. And if you remember, last year, was right around November 2019, almost a year ago now. Almost a year ago, which is crazy. She tried to emergency rule and and ban all flavored vaping in the state of Michigan. Um, she, the, uh, she kind of used the, she uh, kind of used the, you know, EVALI as like, wow, well, you know, kids are getting sick and there's medical particles in them, whatever that means, emergency flavor ban. So she tried to do this. Nobody was happy about it, and then the court kind of went, "Well, no, you can't do that. That's way overreaching your government powers. Like, what? What do you think? You're the, you know, the the czar of Michigan. You're a governor, and you you don't get to do that, and you can't do that." And so the flavor ban in Michigan kind of died down. Not at the cost of my own liquid company, which was manufacturing and distributing all of our e-liquids out of the great state of Michigan, Governor Whitmer, she put a stop to that. So for me, it's a little bit more personal, I guess. I don't even live in Michigan. I live in California. I have to deal with Gavin Newsom here in California, who... Proudly on Twitter, signs that flavor ban and just shows it off to the camera and goes, look at all the good I'm doing. I'm not creating any black markets. What? I'm not forcing smokers back to cigarettes. What? I'm not closing down thousands of small, independently owned vape shops in my state. What? I'm proud of this legislation. I get to deal with that. You guys get to deal with Whitmer. And then it kind of stopped there but she's back, she's back. And here's what I said at the beginning, it's still okay to be mad at Governor Gretchen Whitmer. She doesn't just get a free pass because some idiots decided that they were gonna plot on social media, by the way, you know. (laughs) They're called direct messages, not private messages. (laughs) decided to plot in public on social media to kidnap her, which is just 10 kinds of brainless. And I don't know, it makes no, you know, that's ridiculous, but that's neither here nor there. She's not suddenly a saint now. You don't get to go, oh, poor Gretchen Whitmer. She's, oh, she's, you know, she's all right in my book. And look, I try to be as objective as I possibly can about things like this. You know, with vaping, I get a little bit too emotionally invested in it, a little bit too emotionally involved in it, but I try to be as objective as possible. It's like I can't stand people. I'm, okay, I'm, I'm just painting with a pretty broad brush here. I don't wanna say I can't stand people, but it upsets me when people are so blinded by their hatred of Donald Trump just as a person, which look, I get. I understand that. doesn't super appeal to me either. But people get so blinded in that that they can't see anything good that he's done. And he's done good things. He's done good things. But people won't see that because of their because of their anger. So I don't want to be so angry at Governor Gretchen Whitmer that I can't see maybe if she's doing good things. I try to remain as objective as possible. Try to remain as objective as possible. She's done some good things. We're going to talk about a good thing, but this is not that good thing. Mission Governor Gresham Whitmer pushes a permanent flavor ban. This is coming to us via Jim McDonald, who was on Tuesday Bro Tuesday not too long ago. He did a great piece for Vaping 360 about this. Obviously, I'm not going to sit here, and I'm not going to read the whole thing. Yo, yoing, good afternoon to you, Dark Smoke, the Dark Smock 3, September 29th. Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer is again trying to ban flavored vaping products through executive rulemaking. But this time, instead of a temporary emergency rule like the one she sought last year, Whitmer is attempting to impose a permanent ban. Yeah, Michigan citizens who vape are actually facing two threats from their state government, Whitmer's attempt to ban flavors in an unrelated package of bills from the state legislature that includes a tax and a law mandating the creation of a list of legally available products which was lobbied for by a tobacco company. So this just kind of plays into what Governor Gretchen Whitmer has done during the the COVID pandemic. If you remember, what was it, like two months ago, three months ago in Michigan, Gretchen Whitmer was saying that uh, Target had to close off and like if this isn't pure governmental overreach, I don't know what is. <laughs> this is pure governmental overreach. close off like sections of the store that she deemed were you know not not important, not critical right now you know no camping gear that is not allowed to be sold during the pandemic. Target, she told Target, private business, that you can't sell camping gear because that's not essential. You gotta close that the close that aisle off, Target. Governor Gretchen Whitmer says so. No camping equipment during the COVID pandemic. So this kind of goes along with that, you know. Just pure government overreach, deciding what products can and can't be on the market, just seemingly from an arbitrary list of, uh, of products, it's not too out of uh, it's not too out of character for here. Uh, Jim McDonald goes on to say the rule would permanently ban all flavors of nicotine containing e liquid except for tobacco flavored products. Great, just tobacco products on the market. That's fine. Everybody can use a tobacco pro- a tobacco flavor to quit, right? You can. Don't say you can't. You can. Finding a flavor is not, imp- I'm sorry, I'm being sarcastic here and I don't want it to be taken too seriously. Flavors are critical to the success of quitting smoking. Critical. If the rule is adopted, it is unlikely that vape shops in Michigan could survive. That would leave vapors who use flavored products to find them on the black and gray markets or learn how to make DIY e-liquid. For most adults who smoke, neither of those are options. They will jump through hoops to seek out However, there's no good reason to believe that determined adolescents will be unable to get a hold of flavored products. History has already shown us this time and time and time and time again. When I was in high school, you know what I did? I drank beer. I drank Miller Genuine Draft beer in high school, which was definitely 100% illegal for me. How did I get it? Look, I'm a determined adolescent. I wanted beer. I'm going to get beer. I smoked cigarettes in fucking seventh grade. Seventh grade. Seventh grade. Eighth grade. Ninth grade. Smoking was completely illegal for me. But I'm a determined adolescent. If I wanted those cigarettes, I'm going to get those cigarettes. Sometimes I shoplifted cigarettes. Just led me down a life of crime, you know? It starts off, you're stealing cigarettes. Next thing you know, you're you're jacking Ford Pintos. We know from data that we have in San Francisco, or from San Francisco, that banning flavored vapes uh, doesn't decrease uh, youth's ability to get them. They can just go out of the out of the city, <laughs> you know, out of the state, across state lines to get them. You could still order from the internet, as far as I know. I don't know if this. Governor Gretchen Whitmer's new permanent flavor ban covers, uh, oh my God, I don't have my water bottle. I can't hydro, homie, Ian. Oh man. Uh, I definitely need to go get that right now. So meanwhile, here, have some hold music. Yeah, stay hydrated. Man, I already instantly feel better. You ever just chug a bunch of water and then you suddenly feel like this fog lift off of you? Like you can feel the water like coursing through your body and like covering your brain. No, you guys, or you're normal. You don't you don't feel that? So back to Michigan. I don't know about internet sales. I have no idea. No, nope, we're not there yet. We are here right now. We're looking at Go- Governor Gretchen Whitmer's pay. I just like leaving her uh I just like leaving her face up here the whole time. (laughs) Um, Jim McDonald, what is, what is Jim McDonald going? Oh yeah, we read that part. What is this part? What does that part say? What does that even say? I can't even read that. Hang on, I'm sorry. I'm usually more, uh, yeah, I'm usually more, uh, I'm usually a little bit more prepared than this. I've got to admit I'm flying a little bit by the seat of my pants right now. So Governor Gretchen Whitmer here's where here's where I land on this <laughs> here's where I land on this. I think that Governor Gretchen Whitmer and a lot of uh, a lot of politicians in general just they just want to appear tough on something you know they want to be so progressive that they just jump they just jump jump the gun and like well, I'm going to be the first to do this. That will show my loyalty, you know, to the party. That'll show my loyalty. To the DNC, you know, Governor Gretchen Whitmer, she's got stars in her eyes. She she wants to be higher than she is. She wants she probably wants to be president someday. What's the best way to do that is when you're up there and you're giving your presidential whatever, you can say, I was the first governor in the United States to protect our kids and ban flavored e-cigs and everyone, you know, just goes crazy. I don't think I don't I don't think she really I don't think this is like a personal thing for her. I don't think she really cares about the kids. I think she just wants to appear tough on something, and she wants to impress, you know, her democratic overlords that will go, "Yes, good, good job. Yes, more control. Yes, do you tell those shoppers where they can and can't shop inside of a Target? Yes, well done." I think that's the vibe that I get from governor uh, from Governor Gretchen Whitmer. Had a super chat here from Logan. Thanks for the wrench. Uh, podcast for the people is great. Cool kids are dope. You're doing great. Coast to coast, all the love. Fuck yeah, Logan exhales. I appreciate you. And you're welcome for the wrench. It's a lot of power. You know, you know, you know what Superman says? If you're going to have power, you need to be responsible with it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That was a troll. Spider-Man said that. Southern comfort. Hell yeah, man. Drink a gallon of water a day and feel it. And evil coursing through my veins. Yeah, just pure evil coursing through your veins. No, not pure evil coursing through your veins. Nicotine coursing through your veins, maybe. Uh, so Jim McDonald, which one is this one? Okay, yeah, see, this is a different one. I, I was really underprepared for this Tuesday, bro Tuesday. It wasn't underprepared prepared. I'll get to that. I'll get to why I'm underprepared in a second. Jim McDonald, in this article, which I will be linking to down in the description, he goes on to say uh, Democrats tend to follow the positions of anti-tobacco activists on the vaping issue, and the Whitmer administration has connections to the Bloomberg philanthropies and Bloomberg-associated anti-tobacco organizations. Whitmer's political ambitions extend beyond Michigan, but to earn recognition as a feature national democratic candidate, she needs to be seen as bold political trendsetter by national party leaders. Again, just wants to appear tough on something. She needs to be bold and progressive and and ban the bad things, ban all the bad things. Unlike other governors who followed her flavor ban lead, Whitmer did not position her rule as a response to the lung injury outbreak caused by a contaminated illicit THC project. But her health agency waited until residents actually died from vitamin E acetate contaminated THC vaping before warning the public that legal nicotine vapes might not be the only cause, probably the last state to do that. So, for her own political gain. She didn't warn people, the state of Michigan didn't warn people that people were dying from vitamin E acetate and contaminated THC products because they wanted to blame it on legal nicotine vaping for as long as they could. Hi, that's fucking awful. That's That's despicable. That's despicable. And this flavor ban, no big surprise, it's being pushed by, in the state, campaign for tobacco free kids. They just, you know, what good is a dragon slayer when you have no dragon to slay? Tobacco use is way down in the country. We got the lowest youth smoking rates of all time, the lowest adult smoking rates literally of all time. And when you have a an organization that's campaigned for tobacco-free kids and the kids are now, well, at least combustionable, combustion tobacco-free, what dragon do you slay? Well, campaign for tobacco-free kids has, has landed squarely on vaping and flavors because vaping and flavors... Could lead those kids back to cigarettes, or at least they're hoping. You know, they're they're scrambling. They're like, we need some smokers, otherwise our organization is not going to be relevant anymore. And that's what they should be fighting for. They should. Matt Myers should someday envision a time when there's no need for campaign for tobacco free kids. When he can go, all right, poof, job done. We stop the kids from using combustion, the thing that kills them. Good job. Well done, everybody. We can now dissolve this organization, which is completely unnecessary now. No. They want to secure their funding. They want Campaign for Tobacco-Free Kids to be able to slay the tobacco dragon for uh, until forever. And that's just not the case because vaping is ruining all that. And they do have connections to Bloomberg philanthropies. And this isn't just blowing smoke out their ass. Bloomberg said... When was that, 2019, 2019 I think it was. It was either 2019 or 2018. It had to be one of the two. But he said, he went out there on the news, he went out there and said, uh, I'm donating $160 million to fight vaping, to basically fight flavored vaping. These are going to go for flavor bans. This is $160 million available to whoever is going to fight vaping and you can have access to this money. Bloomberg, he did that. He said that. And this isn't just some, you know, roundabout thing. Michelle Mitten, damn it, why didn't I get a picture of this? Uh, can I add Chrome onto here? Let's see, I told ya, I was a little bit unprepared for this. Let's try to add new Chrome, come on, don't let me down. Yes, here it is, sucker fish. So this is a Freedom of Information Act request that Michelle Minton did where you can see people from the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services emailing each other about how expensive this anti-vaping campaign is going to be, how it's going to cost so much. It's an e-cigarette media awareness campaign. And you can see here, highlighted in yellow, uh, thanks. I'd like the proposal. Elizabeth, were you going to connect with Megan G perhaps about approaching Bloomberg? They reached out to Bloomberg to get some of that anti-vaping money to use in their state as an e-cigarette awareness campaign to push for the banning of less harmful vapor products. I can't even, welcome to our government. Welcome to our government. You just buy whatever laws you want, that's fine. Use the media to manipulate your citizens, no problem. We can do that. It's easy. We've been doing it for years. You want the United States citizens to think that vaping is worse than smoking? Challenge accepted. That's what Bloomberg said. Challenge accepted. And I've ragged on Bloomberg in the past. I've ragged on Bloomberg in the past. He could have been a Batman. He could have been an Iron Man. Bloomberg, with all of his money, he could have said, homeless veterans, not on my watch, and just, here, money can save the homeless veterans. How much does insulin cost? Not on my watch. Here. Here's, here's a bunch of life-saving medicine. But instead, he wants to protect combustible tobacco cigarette sales. That is criminal. Mike Bloomberg is a criminal. Mike Bloomberg has committed crimes against humanity. Unbelievable to me, unbelievable to me. Let's have a quick little vape break, you guys. Let me hydrate. Let's have a quick little vape break. Why not? And so I try to look at this uh, as objectively as possible. Sure, Governor Gretchen Whitmer, not a great person. Still, don't have clean water in Flint, Michigan, and now she's spending time during a you know a pandemic uh, when all of these citizens you know where they're out of jobs, they're going to be evicted from their homes. Um, Definitely focus on a flavor ban, Governor Gretchen Whitmer. More than that, a fucking permanent flavor ban. Permanent flavor ban, which means if this flavor ban... You guys know what permanent means. I don't need to explain that to... What am I doing? Let's have a little... Let's let's all hydrate and let's have a little uh, criminal, I would call it, Chip. Criminal. He's Lex Luthor. Eifer. Holy crap. Mike Bloomberg is Lex Luthor. I know, he is, isn't he? He just is. And he could have been a Batman. You know, think of all the good that he could have done in the world with his billions and billions of dollars. But what does he choose to do? Control your life. When he was the mayor of New York City, he wanted to ban large sodas. Ban ban large sodas. He didn't think the consumer was smart enough <laughs> To make their own decisions on what size soda they wanted to drink. It was so that it was so bad that Bloomberg had to step in and go, mm, "Not on my watch. No more large sodas. You don't. You, my constituent, you free American citizen, you don't get to decide how big a soda you get to drink because." I, Mike Bloomberg, I know better than you. I'm Lex Luthor. You could have been Batman, Mike. You could have been Batman. Unreal. No, I need to drink. I need to hydrate. For anybody curious, it's the uh, it's the Hass tour with the Pioneer. This has just been my jam. I love this mouth to lung. Uh, in pure hypocrisy form, this is a tobacco flavor. It's uh, one of the few tobacco flavors that is still going to be on the market. Post-PMTA, this is Halo Turkish Tobacco. I was surprised and excited that one of the flavors that Halo put put through a PMTA was my favorite tobacco flavor. My first thought was, oh good, I can vape Turkish Tobacco forever now. That's fine. Yeah, Advocate for Liberty, you're absolutely right. Soda size regulations is just about as transparent as it gets for nanny control. In fact, do you remember when, here, here. Do you remember Mike Bloomberg the nanny? I did this on a vlog. Ah, uh, ah, uh, ah. Uh, type Nick. Type. I did this on a nanny. Uh, I did this on a on a vlog. I think, but this is here. Can I share this with you? Yeah, this is just my Google image search. Um, the New York Times did a, uh, a a big piece on this soda ban, and they painted him as like the nanny, you know? Just Mike Bloomberg as an elderly old woman being the nanny. You only thought you lived in the land of the free. Nope, not with Mike Bloomberg here. Not on my watch. It's like Mike Bloomberg saw Freedom and went, nope, not on my watch. I'm going to use my billions of philanthropy dollars to control your life and to control your decisions. But he was, he was criticized for it at one point, actually criticized for it in the New York times being called the nanny. I love that. You only thought you lived in the land of the free. You only thought you lived in the land of the free because of Bloomberg, the nanny. Now I lost my place. Where was I? Oh, that's right, Governor Gretchen Whitmer. So, let's wrap up. Uh, let's wrap up some Governor Gretchen Whitmer action. It's okay to still be mad at her. Just don't plot to kidnap a government official, ya morons. That's not how this works. That's not how any of this works. We, you know, we have a system in place, and we can protest. Absolutely. And we can petition our government with a list of grievances. Abso-fucking-lutely that's covered under the Constitution. You know what's not covered under the Constitution? You don't have the freedom to attempt to kidnap government officials. I'm sorry, you just don't. It's not covered that particular little spot. That's that's not covered under the Constitution. (laughs) So look, again, looking through your blind rage for Governor Gretchen Whitmer, she does some good things. And I'm gonna point out a good thing she did. Michigan.gov posted this tweet. In case you missed it, Governor Whitmer signed bipartisan House bills 4980 and 4985 and 5120, reforming Michigan's criminal expungement laws, making it easier for people who've committed certain felonies and misdemeanors to have their records expunged. Yeah, and what they're talking about here is the war on drugs. These are people who are nonviolent criminals in jail for essentially having a plant on them. They went to jail, and now Governor Gretchen Whitmer is realizing that oh well, you know, it's getting legalized all over the place. I don't know if it's if it's legalized, is it decriminalized in uh, Michigan yet? I don't think so. I think it's up it's up for uh it's up for it though isn't it anyway so bravo you know that that's a great that's a good that can that's only a good thing it's weird to me that now she wants to expunge the, the criminal records of these people who are in jail you know for having a plant so sort of scaling back a little bit that war on drugs while starting a brand new war on drugs. Well, now we're going to tax people and fine people for having flavored nicotine. Flavored nicotine. So, you know, two steps forward, three steps back, Governor Gretchen Whitmer. Two steps forward, 15 steps back. So, at the end of the day, yeah, it's still okay to be mad at Governor Gretchen Whitmer. You can be mad at people when they do bad things, and you can celebrate people when they do good things, and this is just something that ends up getting completely lost uh, within partisan politics and even myself, even myself, I have a hard time uh I have a hard time seeing past how angry I am with someone to see to go, okay, no, look at this rationally, look at the policy, you know. Keep your emotions out of this, Nick. Look at the policy. Don't let this affect you in that way. You know. When you react emotionally to everything, then that means everyone can control your emotions, and that's uh, that's not a good thing. Uh, wanted to share, uh, moving on from Governor Gretchen Whitmer, as we're uh, kind of winding down here, running a little bit lo- low on time. I see there were more super chats that I missed. YouTube's not showing them to me, and that is just dildos. Come on, YouTube. At least there's no dangle clacks today. I mean, i be thankful for that. Um, James, uh, could the kidnapping be a publicity stunt? So, yes, I don't know. That was my first reaction was that uh, I, I pictured Governor Gretchen Whitmer like sitting in a room full of her advisors and one of her advisors going, well, we could pretend someone was going to kidnap you. You know, we could just, we could just say it. We don't, we don't have to prove it. We can just get some guy to be the fall guy and they'll say that they were going to kidnap you and then, uh, you know, the public will uh, look better. You know, it's all about optics. All they want is your vote and all they want is power after they have that vote. It's all a big dog and pony show. I'm, I'm not convinced that any politician, with the exception of a few that I've run across in my life, actually care. They care about an issue if you care about an issue because you hold their vote. That's how it works and everything they do, all their little song and dance and little dog and pony show is just, Hey, vote for me. I'll do that. Vote for me. Watch me go. Look at me go vote for me. I care about that. Cause you care about that. Vote for me, vote for me. There was a great tweet. I saw that was, uh, I don't even remember where I said this, but it was someone like they posed this like fake conversation and it was like, they said, uh, Hey, there's a pandemic. Can, can the government help us out? And it was like, Republicans, no, Democrats, no, hashtag BLM, and then a pride flag. It's like, they don't really care. They care if you care, like they'll pretend to care because they want, they want your vote, you know? They, they want your little vote. They, ju- they just want it. It's ridiculous. It's infuriating. Uh, Jake Scrapwood uh, that picture of Gretchen Whitmer looking like the wicked witch of the Midwest (laughs) wait I didn't did I say that out loud yeah you kind of did look and I'm a I'm a journalist you know I'm not a journalist I pretend to be a journalist I play a journalist on YouTube and I'm all about you know look if it were if we were doing a positive story about Governor Gretchen Whitmer there'd be a picture of her smiling but since we're doing a negative story about Governor Gretchen Whitmer then we get this (laughs) We get we get angry Governor Gretchen Whitmer. That's okay. He's Lex Luthor. Yeah, he is Lex Luthor. Going out to name our next reindeer after you. What? Gabe Claus is gonna name a reindeer Nick, Nicholas, or Grim Green? Pick one. Pick one, Gabe. Appreciate appreciate you being here as always, Gabe. Eifer, Deloclax? Deloclax? Clax. I'm gonna to have to expand on that for me, Iver. Uh Hamish, finally, uh, hat fan, na 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 hat fan. No, hat fan is a strictly vlog, uh, strictly vlog bit. So, in closing, with Governor Gretchen Whitmer, it's still okay to be mad at her. You can be upset with her policy decisions, which you should be upset with her policy decisions because she wants a permanent flavor ban. There is a call to action in this article from Jim McDonald that I will be posting as a link down in the description. Uh, it says, tell the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services why flavors are important to you. It's actually a cassaw. call to action. Boosh. Look at that right there, right there. Yeah. Wink, 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 vape in case. So uh, a few more things I wanted to touch on here in the closing arguments of this week's Tuesday Bro Tuesday, which, they, look, I don't want to spill the beans right now. I'm not going to do it, but here's what I'll say. Stay tuned to this web zone because there's going to be some changes coming to Tuesday Bro Tuesday that I'm really very excited about, really very excited about. Big changes. Going to have a, going to have a big Tuesday Bro Tuesday announcement soon. Big changes coming up. I just wanna say it so bad. I'm not gonna say it. I'm not gonna say it, shh. I'm not gonna say it. In fact, we're not even gonna have time. We're not even gonna have time to get to that, uh, to get to that Brad Roto article and that's okay because I wanted to share this from uh, Lindsey Stroud. If you don't follow Lindsey Stroud on Twitter and you're on Twitter and you're not following Lindsey Stroud, what the hell you doing? Sorry, I don't mean to sound so condescending. Follow Lindsay Stroud. She's an incredible advocate. She runs not just her own Twitter, but she runs the THR101 Twitter as well as THR101.org, which is a spectacular, spectacular website, chock full of information. They go state by state. What's happening in each state, the flavor bands that are coming up, You know the legislation they already have in place. Really fantastic website, but the other day, Lindsay Stroud posted a great video, um, and this was her tweet. She said, uh, think flavors only attract children? Well, check out this testimonial from Safada Org's first Golden Oldies Capital Tour, featuring real stories of real adults using vapor products to quit smoking. Here's Mike from Michigan, who is 69 years old, smoked for 53 years, and has been vaping for over seven years now. This is what we need. This is what we need Governor Gretchen Whitmer to actually watch. In fact, I'm gonna play this video right now because I think it's so great. Uh, Real quickly, let's hear from Mike. Hi, I'm uh, Michael Isaacson from uh, Dollar Bay. I live in the 110th District, uh, 38th Sectoral District. I'm 69 years old and I smoke for probably approximately 53 years in products where I quit smoking using vaping products and vape for going on over seven years now. I currently vape uh, caramel uh, Mint. Butterscotch, a few other uh, cream flavors, and i down to 3 milligrams. I started out at 12. I do a vape and I quit smoking and pack out the cigarettes a day. I feel a lot better. Thank you. Yeah. That was great. I actually had some dangle clacks right there. I shouldn't have said anything about dangle clacks because they all happened right there. But fuck, Mike, Mike is 69, quit smoking with vapor products. He uses, what did he say? Butterscotch. I love that. I love that 69-year-old Mike finally quit combustible tobacco cigarettes with butterscotch-flavored e-liquid, and he has been combustion-free for seven years now. Just Mike. Absolutely, Mike. Anytime Lindsay posts a video like that, I will absolutely be sure to share it with you unless you follow Lindsay on Twitter. And then, then, in which case, I'm still going to share it with you just because they're such great videos. But I'll post a link in the description here. Let me find uh, Lindsay's Twitter. Twitter boosh there's Lindsay's twitter i'll put it right there in the chat i'll put that in the description as well i did see a, a one more super chat come in oh from eifer replace the star with an i ah dildo clacks <laughs> yes <laughs> dildo clacks wi-fi wi-fi enabled uh dildo clacks gluten-free wi-fi enabled dildo clacks um Yes. Oh my God. One of the very few. It hasn't affected like so many. I was trying to just read your comment there. I'm sorry. Sense. sorry for you, you, oh my God. One of the very few that hasn't affected like so many others. Common sense says inhaling any chemicals into your lungs is bad. Come on. Oh, you're an anti-vapor. Holy shit. We got an anti-vapor here. Nobody ban him. Nobody ban him. Nobody ban him. Just let him stay. Let him stay and look foolish. We actually have so much science, bro. It's ridiculous. <laughs> we have so much science. We have obscene amounts of peer-reviewed science. So much. Don't go anywhere. Just don't go anywhere. Stay here. Stay here. Listen and learn, buddy boy. So much, so much science. Ridic I mean, obscene amounts of science. Ridiculous. Ridiculous amounts of science. Okay. So we're not going to get to the Brad Rodu thing. I'll do that next week on Tuesday, bro, Tuesday. Uh, Brad Rodu can predict the future. Brad Rudo from the University of Louisville, yeah, he can predict the future. Um, last week we talked about how the CDC was abusing the facts around e-cigarettes uh, way back in 2012 to try to position them as, oh, here's going to be the next, uh, you know, youth health crisis. Youth health, youth health crisis, um, turns out that they were just uh, misrepresenting the data. Mm-hmm. Who would have thought that they did that? It's not like they've done that since, except for in 2020 when they didn't differentiate uh, on the National Youth Tobacco Survey between uh, vaping nicotine and vaping THC, vaping cannabis products. They wanted they wanted that to be confusing on purpose. So maybe they've done it recently. Maybe they've done it recently. I'm not really sure. Uh, but we're not going to even get time to that. I don't know why I'm bringing it up. We'll have to do it next week because... There's one last thing that I wanted to bring up and I wanted to throw out there because I know we got some vape shops in the house. Where are you at, uh, Phoenix, Rising Phoenix Vapory? I see you. I see you there, Rising Phoenix Vapory. Yeah, dude, we have so much science. In fact, I will try to find... Uh, I, 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 I'll, try to tra- I'll try to track some down right now. Uh, I have too many, uh, too many bookmarks. Let's see. Um... Hmm. Hang on. Here we go. I'll I'll share this one. We'll share this one right after. Uh, One thing I wanted to throw out there, uh, there is a movement happening with vape manufacturers. If you're a vape shop and you manufacture your own juice or you're an e-liquid manufacturer and you manufacture liquid, there is a group for you now. The American Vapor Manufacturers. This is the AVM. This is going to be a spectacular, spectacular thing. This was almost solely put together by two people. By two people, uh, Amanda Wheeler, who spoke. In fact, I'm just going to leave the. Uh, I'm going to leave. Whoops. Oh, that's the nanny. Amanda Wheeler. Amanda Wheeler, who spoke at the last uh, rally in Washington, D.C., Amanda Wheeler and Char Owen, basically on a private Facebook group, started the AVM. And what the AVM is going to do is work with manufacturers, small manufacturers and small shops to get your products through to a PMTA. And this is just such a vape thing to do. You know, this is such a vape community thing to do. This fills me with so much joy that two vapers, Amanda Wheeler and Char Owen, took it upon themselves to sort of create this group and get small manufacturers through the PMTA process. And this goes back to, you know, the very beginnings of vaping back in 2009, 2010. I mean, I was there. I saw it happen. Vaping is and has always been a consumer driven industry consumer innovation, consumer-driven, consumer demand. Vaping is the consumer's solution to the smoking problem because what we were getting from the government was not working. For a long time, it was just quit or die. Remember, quit or die? Quit or die. If you smoke, quit. If you keep smoking, you're gonna die. That's where we are. That's where we're landing. Just quit or die. We'll keep raising the taxes and you can just quit or die. That's what they used. The powers that be used for decades, for decades, and saw marginal, little marginal decreases in smoking, just tiny, just tiny little marginal increases in smoking. Vaping gains popularity in the United States, let's say, let's even be realistic and call it like 2014, 2015, and suddenly smoking rates are plummeting across the nation. Right now, currently, we have the lowest youth smoking rates in recorded history. We have the lowest adult smoking rates in recorded history because of vaping, because this is a consumer-created solution to the smoking problem. And this vape trade group, the AVM, is those same vapors that started companies And they were promised things by FDA, by Secretary Azar, who went on NPR. And we've talked about this before. He said, well, you know, streamlined, we're going to have a streamlined PMTA process. We're going to have a streamlined PMTA process. And we're going to get these small manufacturers through the PMTA process. And that's something that we're going to be offering. And then it turns out Well, it turns out that was just a lie, and there was no streamlined PMTA process, and I don't think there ever really was a streamlined PMTA process. So our solution is to just, Amanda Wheeler said, well, we're gonna streamline it ourselves. We're gonna create this American Vapor Manufacturer Association, and we're gonna streamline it for ourselves. The government's not helping us, just like they weren't helping us before, so we're going to help ourselves. I think this is spectacular. According to Amanda Wheeler, 230 e-liquid manufacturers submitted PMTAs for more than 1.7 million products. 1.7 million products. Ask me how long you think FDA is gonna take to get through those 1.7 million products. I'm telling you, it's gonna take like a decade. It's gonna take like 12. It's gonna take like 13 years. Oh my gosh, it's gonna take forever to get through them. So, there was one thing I wanted to mention in here, as well. Uh, Okay, yeah, so this is from an article, this was from a piece done by Jim McDonald in Vaping360. I'll link to it down in the description. The announcement of the new group included one big surprise. The AVM will build a laboratory from scratch to provide testing services to its members. So one of the big things, one of the main reasons why people could not get their PMTA applications in on time was you needed all sorts of third-party testing on your e-liquid products, and the laboratories were just, no, sorry, we're booked. We're booked. What are you kidding me? It's PMTA time, baby. We're booked up. The AVM is just building their own laboratory. They said, well, not enough laboratories. Here's a laboratory just for our members. Announcement that they're building a laboratory from scratch to provide testing service to its members. Among the greatest challenges for small manufacturers attempting to submit viable PMTAs has been the cost of testing and the lack of available labs to do the work. And the AVM just stepped in and went, nope. <laughs> nope, we're gonna get as many of these companies onto the market as we possibly can. Oh, if there's not enough labs, build one. Oh, the labs are too expensive? Ours will be cheap for our members. Amanda Wheeler and Char Owen are doing spectacular work with the American vapor manufacturers. If you're a manufacturer, I would highly highly suggest following them on Twitter here. Can I post a link in the in the chat here to their Twitter? nope, that's too long. All right, Google well, you really botched that, didn't you? Oh, now I have to sit here with my hand on the delete button to delete all this. Ba-ba-da-ba, ba-ba-da-ba, ba-ba-ba, ba-ba-ba, ba-ba here we go. Still deleting this comment. It was really long because of the redirect from vaping 360. Okay. So eventually, (laughs) eventually I will put a link in the description. (laughs) I will eventually put a link in the description to the AVM. And if you're a manufacturer or a shop, follow them, follow Amanda Wheeler, follow the AVM. They're only going to be doing good things. Now, since we're running a little bit long today, uh, and since uh, I wanted to share some science, some vape science, right? Vape science, bro. It's vape science time. I have this uh, this study. This is just the first one. Uh, this is just the first one that I could find. But this is for uh, this is for who, whoever was in the chat talking about uh, you know. Vaping and science and uh, things like that. Let me, uh, how do I make this bigger? (laughs) Sorry, (laughs) bear with me here, won't you? So what we have here, besides my Chrome browser, we have this. We have this study that was uh, published in the Journal of the American College of Cardiology. This is as of uh, December 2019. So some fairly recent science. Some fairly recent science cardiovascular effects of switching from tobacco cigarettes to electronic cigarettes. So what I want everyone to remember and the guy in the chat, the person in the chat who this is really all for I, who's, whose name I don't remember we're never we are never comparing vaping to to nothing. If you're comparing vaping to just breathing air then you're gonna find harm. Same as if you compare driving a motorcycle to not driving a motorcycle, comparing driving a motorcycle to sitting on your couch, you're going to find harm with driving a motorcycle. You're going to find all sorts of statistics and, uh, and oh, well, there, there were this many motorcycle accidents in uh, 2017 alone compared to, you know, unless you're comparing it to the thing that causes harm, unless you're comparing vaping directly to smoking, then your science is useless. You have to be comparing smoking to vaping. That's where that's where vaping and harm reduction come in. We're trying to reduce the harm from smokers. Who would otherwise just continue smoking and get lung cancer, emphysema, COPD, heart disease, you know, organ failure, all sorts of nonsense. So, this is comparing the cardiovascular effects of switching from tobacco cigarettes to electronic cigarettes. Sorry for you, you. That's right. Sorry for you, you. Cardiovascular effects of switching from tobacco cigarettes, combustible tobacco cigarettes, to e cigs, or what we call. Vaping. Here's the study. If you want to read this whole thing, I'll absolutely link to it down in the description. But we're even we're going to skip over the results right here because we can read these results. Let's read this conclusion. TC stands for tobacco cigarette. EC stands for electronic cigarette. So let's get down here into the conclusions. Let's read these conclusions. Tobacco, smoke, tobacco cigarette smokers, particularly females, demonstrate significant improvement in vascular health within one month of switching from tobacco cigarettes to electronic cigarettes. Switching from tobacco cigarettes to electronic cigarettes may be considered a harm reduction measure. One month, one month of switching, they already had improved cardiovascular health. One month. Do I need to, let me repeat myself a couple thousand more fucking times. One month of switching from combustible tobacco cigarettes, the known killer, what we, all the damage that we know they cause. One month on vaping, improved cardiovascular health. Noticeably improved significant, that's what they say, significant improvement in cardiovascular health. So when you see organizations like the American Heart Association, telling you that vaping is just as, vaping is a vasoconstrictor and that can lead to heart attacks, they're not telling the truth. They're being very half truthful. Nicotine is a vasoconstrictor, about on the same level as caffeine. Tightens up, right, your veins. Vasoconstrictor, gives you that little rush. Caffeine and nicotine kind of do the same thing. It's temporary though. So if you're comparing vaping to nothing, then yeah, it's a vasoconstrictor. But if you're comparing vaping to cigarette smoking, <laughs> combustion, significance improvement in cardiovascular health within one month of switching. That's your science for today. That's the science that you get for today. I'll post a link. I'll post this link. Uh, oh, come on. You know when you click on a URL and it doesn't highlight the whole thing and then you have to go to the beginning and then highlight the whole thing? That's what just happened. I'll post a link in the chat right there. That link will also be down in the description. And honestly, uh, I already forgot your name. Uh, sorry for you, you. Uh, I have a website, GrimGreen.com. I have all sorts of, of science on there. Email me if you want any more studies or science? We literally have mountains of them. If I had the time right now and my bookmarks were a little bit more organized, we could, we could, uh, we could get into some more science. Oh my God! Why are these so organized? Why are these so disorganized? I should say uh, cardiovascular effects. Uh yeah okay here's this one what can can we look at this one okay um this is just this was just a blurb on CNN uh that says that uh hang on I'm gonna need to resize this yet again this was just a blurb on CNN you guys want to see all the tabs I have open this was just a blurb on CNN switching from cigarettes to vapes may be better for heart health study says yep the study. Is the study I just read you (laughs) made a little bit of news on CNN, but just a, just a whisper, just CNN. It feels almost reluctantly was like, all right, well, there's this big study that shows that, uh, switching to vaping may significantly improve your heart health and may significantly improve your cardiovascular system. We kind of should publish it but let's just publish it and not really draw much attention to it because CNN is also pushing the Evali youth vaping epidemic and that flavors are converting all of these kids who would never be smokers into a lifetime of, of smoking and nicotine addiction, which there's no, there's zero evidence of this, zero evidence of this. Anyway, I'm going to, uh, I appreciate you being here and listening. And if you want any more information, seriously, hit me up seriously hit me up. But I think that, that is where we're going to end this Tuesday, bro. Tuesday. I will have links down in that description below for literally everything I talked about, including this little blurb from CNN, including the cardiovascular health. I I might throw a couple more sciences down there. Just a few more. In fact, let's do that next Tuesday, bro. Tuesday. It's just all science, just science. Tell your friends, that all I'll be doing is talking about vaping like hard science, empirical peer-reviewed evidence really in favor of vaping over combustion. And that's all we're trying to do. We're trying to get smokers to stop combustion and get on the vapes and save your life. And just, you feel so much better. I love it. Love vaping. Sick boy says in the chat, science was considered magic at one point. <laughs> so when I vape, I tell people I'm part dragon. No, um, when I when I first started vaping, here's how we'll end this. We'll end this with a story. <laughs> we'll end this with a story. What did we have over here? Southern Comfort. I'm statistically, I statistically get more trim because of my Harley. Yes, is that true? Also, I'm just jealous that you get to drive around a Harley Davidson motorcycle. That's just cool as fuck. I don't get to do that. Uh, Church Watkins, very gracious of you. For the love of science and common sense, bro. Yeah, absolutely for the love of science and common sense. We've been trying to get governors and powers that be and campaign for tobacco-free kids and Congressman Raja Krishnamoorthy and uh, you know Senator Dianne Feinstein and... Fucking Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, or Kamala Harris, to just listen to the science on vaping. There's other countries that are already doing it. New Zealand is already doing it. Japan is already doing it. Across the EU, they're already doing it. The United Kingdom, they're already doing it. In Canada, with a little bit of a question mark, they're kind of already doing it. When, when we ban vaping and we ban flavors, we're we're putting ourselves in line with other countries like uh, you know uh, India. That, that want that is ban that's banning flavors. Australia that's that's banning flavors. We're behind. We're way behind on this public health. Way behind on this public health. It's time for us to get on board. Next week, science baby. It's science week. It's the return of Nick Guy the Science Man. It's good <laughs> It's going to be happening. Nick Guy, the science man. Anyway, I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up. Uh, Really appreciate it. Thank you so much, guys, for coming out. You know, I I just try to get you guys as much information as I possibly can. And I'm not pretending to be some sort of like fucking subject matter expert. I'm just trying to read, you know, as much as I possibly can and ask for help. Thank you, Daniel Jones. Whenever I can to try to get you guys the most accurate information possible. And it's you know, it's not always good news. It's usually good science. You know, that's the one thing we can rely on whenever there's a new study, like, you know, the new England journal of medicine, talking about how vaping is almost twice as effective as uh, any NRT currently on the market. When we get good stuff like that, that's the good stuff. You know, that's the stuff we live for because the science has to win. Mostly what we've been dealing with now is flavor bands and, uh, Nephron, I'm taking that as the highest compliment on earth because Carl Sagan is 100%, one of my huge heroes, huge, huge heroes. I love Carl Sagan. If you, if you ever read his book, A Demon Haunted World, uh, it's spectacular. It's spectacular. Trim, you know, hot women, et cetera. Oh, I see. I see what you were going there. The Harley Davidson contributes to your... Lady getting abilities, Southern Comfort. Am I reading this right? Am I reading that correctly? I feel like I am. Anyway, thank you guys seriously so much for coming out. This is, getting, this is running on way too long. But uh, again, thank you. I, I, I love that you're here. I want us to all get educated together. I want us to all be on the same page. And I want us to all be involved and know what's going on because we're going up shit mountain and we need as many people as we can. We need as many people as we can because when we get to the top and we will get to the top, that's when we can celebrate. Pale pale blue dot, yo. That's one of the most, my favorite things ever, Danielle Jones, the pale blue dot. Anyway, appreciate you guys one more time. Thank you so much for coming out. Remember, no matter what anybody tells you, vapor products, nicotine vapor products are at least... 95, some people are speculating 97, 98% less harmful than burning deadly combustible tobacco cigarettes. So yeah, you guys, no matter what's in your hand, absolutely, let's keep on vaping. Be excellent to each other, peace.